that part gets triggered every time you go to the fuel station so you engage your behavior and emotional state negative thoughts consistent with the trauma response and not consistent with a healthy adaptive response at a fuel station and so your patterns of behavior get impacted and you might say why is it 20 years later i'm still behaving like this wow intellectually i know i shouldn't be scared at a petrol station i'm luca Ridi, and welcome to the feeling alive podcast i believe there are five key areas of life that when we harness enables us to live an empowered and fulfilled life each episode I'll interview experts on different aspects of one of these five key areas, which I call the five pillars. Medicine, mend, move, mission, and migrate. You see, I'm tired of seeing the immense potential of those around me go unrealized and unserved, because the best version of yourself exists right now. It's time to wake up. Welcome everyone to episode three with this beautiful lady, Christina Giacoletti. Now, Christina, I had the privilege of meeting Christina here at the Conscious Enterprise Retreat in Bali. And after going a bit deeper into what she actually does for a living and and what gets her jazzed up, I found some amazing stuff which I have to share. For me, this is really relevant in my own healing journey and able to, to, for me to be able to come from a place of a lack of fulfillment, a lack of sense of self, and to step into a state of empowerment and start living a, a life based on, a life by design, based on what I want to do, not what others want to do. So this week, or this episode, we're gonna talk about something very crucial, and it's one of the five pillars, it's the second pillar, and it is mend, mending the energetic body and the pain of our past in order to move forward. So welcome. Christina. Thank you. Thank you, Luca. I'm so honored to be here with you. Your, your wisdom is profound. Thank you for having me. So, Christina's been a clinical psychologist with a very holistic approach for 20 years. I'd say the holistic approach has sort of come recently, or has that always been there? It's always been there, actually. Yeah. It's always been there, yeah. Right. And so, I think what's really important is that, the way I think anyway, is in conventional medicine, we seem to have like a reductionist view yeah. of like, there's 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 the problem, let's track it, single, singly trace it back to the problem and, and, and see where it's targeting the body or where it's affecting the body, but they're not thinking about all the other different avenues that issues could be coming in, right? Yes. So yes. do you agree with that, that holistic approach is key to clinical psychology? Absolutely, look, I, when I trained, I started training just over 20 years ago, um, the medical model was, and still is, exceptionally dominant, but yeah. the difference I've noticed over the years is that the holistic approach is sought after now right. by the clients and the patients themselves. Right. So what we're noticing is that people are no longer finding the old model satisfactory. So what I find is that people are taking power back into their own hands. Mm-hmm. And instead of being told this is your problem and this is what you've got to do and we're in control of that, we being the medical model, mm-hmm. people are actually saying, hang on a second, thank you for that option but I have other options I can now choose from. Mm. And in my work, because the holistic approach has become more backed by evidence and practice and outcomes, I feel very confident these days to work with a client clinically and then also to refer them on to other approaches 
right. addition to what we're doing. Okay. So for example, I'll refer someone on for energy healing. Amazing. Or past life regressions. Wow. Or kinesiology. Wow. Or acupuncture. Chiropractic. Wow. I'll refer them on for nutrition. So whatever I can see is an area that I cannot help them with. I'll bring that in, we discuss it and refer them on. Wow, that's it. Like, I get goosebumps hearing you talk because like, you, you've just got so much care inside of you and nurture inside of you to actually see your clients improve and it's not a money-based game, which I think is so crucial. Yeah. And we're seeing documentaries like what the health in particular exposed this side of Western medicine where it's all basically a subscription service, right? One yeah. of the greatest subscription services and it's not really healthcare, it's sick care, right? And, and I'd just like to speak to that. I think the medical model has done the best that they can do mm. based on their model. Yeah. And I think their initial intent was to help and to heal. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel that they haven't really kept, and I don't mean any disrespect by saying this, it's just yeah. my experience and what I observe, mm -hmm. is it seems like the medical model hasn't kept up with all the changes that the other areas of yeah. holistic health are making because well, for various reasons, but one of the most dominant ones that I see is because the medical model says, well, we scientifically haven't proven that to be accurate or have a scientific outcome. For example, homeopathy. Yeah. There's no molecular mass of yeah. anything in homeopathy, in homeopathic products. So it cannot be tested in a laboratory and the results replicated across mm. people because everyone gets different results depending on what their body needs. So what I find is that the medical model is uh, unfortunately saying, well, your results cannot be proven in our model so they therefore do not exist as valid right right i'm so glad you brought that up so homeopathy i refer to a lot and i've obviously done a little bit of study in naturopathy with that and it's such like a it's it's such a like a broad concept well it, it's a it's not conventional right and so i'm i'm drawn to it and but just people can't prove it right. So they don't lose their faith in it, they lose their trust in it, but they don't try it. That's right. So I think having that open mind to go, hey, let's just give it a go. If it doesn't Absolutely. work. What is the worst that can happen? We know that homeopathy does not interact with other allopathic medications. Right. Okay. So, yeah, really. totally. I love talking to you. It's amazing. So you've been a you've been a clinical psychologist for over twenty years. I think we went back to like twenty three, but over twenty well, years. Well, I started. I, my studies started twenty three years right. ago, and yeah. I graduated seventeen years ago amazing. after seven years of full time study yeah. as a clinical psychologist. Awesome. Yeah. And you consider yourself an expert in trauma? Yes. So I work extensively with trauma, and yeah. that's the primary reason why people come and see me. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. And so one thing I really wanted to talk to you about, and this is what got me when we were chatting the other night at dinner, and I'm like, oh, I've got to get you on, I've got to get you on and talk to you, because this needs to be heard by a lot of people, right? So for people listening now, they know the word ego. You mentioned a therapy that you use called ego state therapy, yes. or sense that you like to refer to it as sense of self. Firstly, can you explain to me and to the people watching what your thoughts are, what your definition of ego is, and then secondly, just explain now what ego state therapy is. Sure, absolutely. So obviously they're very traditional definitions of ego, which I'm not right. gonna go into. I try and keep things very simple for my clients, yeah, otherwise nice. it becomes unusable. Yeah. It just becomes another piece of information that gets shelved. Awesome. So for me, ego is really about the conscious mind. That's what I bring it down to, is the conscious mind that focuses on things like fear, shame, guilt, doubt, fear of not being loved, fear of rejection, limiting beliefs. So it's really the conscious mind. 
So ego state therapy is often delivered in various ways. Mm -hmm. So I use ego state therapy within the framework of EMDR therapy. Right. Now that stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy, right. which is a level one evidence-based treatment for trauma. Right. Okay. So when you're looking at more moderate to severe levels of trauma, we bring in the, e the ego state therapy to complement the EMDR therapy. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Now, the reason why we do this is because when there's moderate to severe trauma, the personality will fracture into parts. Okay. So the technical term is dissociation. Okay. So for example, let's say someone is held up at gunpoint. Very extremely stressful experience and it's 20 years later and they still have discomfort when they think of that memory. That negative, that sort of ongoing negative resonance that's mm. left by a memory yep. gives us a clue that that memory is still in an unprocessed state. Okay. okay. Otherwise you would have a neutrality when you think about it. Yeah. So what happens is a part of the personality dissociates off, which means it becomes that part of the personality holds the trauma. So it keeps it out of awareness for you. So the main sense of self, which is the your awareness of your being, is not 100% of the time thinking of this trauma. Mm. So the detail of the trauma is held over here, for example. Well, you go to work, drive your car, have a relationship with your partner, study, but you might go to sleep at night and suddenly you've got dreams of the trauma. Oh, wow. Or you go somewhere that's similar to where the trauma occurred or reminds you in any way of the trauma and the trauma impacts you. You start now responding with a pattern that's not consistent with the current situation that you're in. So, for example, let's say the gun, the, the help being held up at gunpoint happened at a fuel station. Let's say every time you go to a fuel station, you become hypervigilant looking around you. That response of hypervigilance is unusual for when you're at a petrol station. But it's because the part of yourself Whoa. who holds the memory is stuck in trauma time. Wow. Okay? Yeah. That part gets triggered every time you go to the fuel station. So you engage in behavior and emotional state, negative thoughts, consistent with the trauma response and not consistent with a healthy adaptive response at a fuel station. And so your patterns of behavior get impacted and you might say, why is it 20 years later, I'm still behaving like this? Wow. Intellectually, I know, I shouldn't be scared at a petrol station. Okay? Oh my. So the sense of self becomes fractured. And so what, on, interestingly enough, now this isn't something that's back, that's discovered by research, this mm -hmm. is my own experience. Mm -hmm. Ego state therapy goes, okay, so this part is back by research. Ego okay. state therapy works with the parts of the self and goes, let's dialogue with these parts. There's a process called percentification. Let's help that part remember that it's 2019 this year. The trauma's over. Okay? Let's help that part realize that it doesn't need to keep doing the old strategy. Hmm. Okay? And so we integrate, or we aim for integration of that part into that sense of self. What I've noticed is that as we bring that part, as we heal the trauma that that part holds through EMDR therapy and working with that part of self, the energy that was holding that memory in place becomes available and and returns back to the main sense of self. Whoa. And so the person, often people will say to me, I'm more energized since we've done this work, or I can feel where in my body the energy has returned. For example, someone said to me, I can feel that that part has come back to me here. And it wasn't necessarily in her heart, it was to the side. 
it was like a piece of her puzzle it had returned to her and she felt more energized so it's amazing because this works psychological it's emotional it's mental yeah my clinical observation is it's also energetic yeah wow yeah. wow and i mean it's just so amazing to hear all this because this is what i this is how i think just learning bits and pieces and i've obviously got a holistic approach yeah. too and so hearing you coming from this clinical scientific background and connecting the two worlds being the bridge between the two worlds is just amazing and like i'm really grateful to to know that there's people out there like yourself healing this world you mentioned an interesting thing there so two things you the the i or i say this we want to show we want to respond not react that's something that i always say we want to respond not react so when we heal ourselves we move from a reaction state yes. to a responsive state it's totally right. and you mentioned it there saying that we keep shot we have there's something in unconscious memory that keeps showing up and creating a behavior yes. which creates a reaction yes. yes so do you completely back that statement a hundred percent and the emdr therapy that i mentioned the the theoretical model mm. that supports that whole therapy is called the adaptive yeah. information processing model the aip model now, in that model, the basic premise is all mental health challenges, okay, all distorted, dysfunctional responses in the present are due to a disorder of memory. Mm. doesn't mean you can't remember what happened. It means wow. the memory is stored in an unprocessed state. And so you're reacting, you're not responding. So we heal the memory, heal the response. Oh, my Lord. Blown away. I just love this. And this is a level one evidence-based treatment. So science has proven this is level one evidence-based treatment for trauma. Wow, this is fascinating. And I know there's a lot of people out there right now listening, even listening to this, yeah. have a lot of reactions, right? Like I'm one, I still react to certain things. Sure. And so I, and this, sure. is, this is the second thing that I want to talk to you about is who is this, who is this relevant for? Because you, you, you said earlier before we started this, started filming, you said, in particular, severe trauma. Yes. But I referred to myself as saying, well, for me, I feel like I've got a lot of the severe trauma gone, Yeah. but I still notice myself showing up specific ways mm. that aren't mm. necessarily helping me in life move forward. Mm. So who do you think needs this treatment and is it good for everyone? So, yes, you're absolutely right. You know, in clinically, we use this treatment mostly for moderate to severe trauma, yeah. where the level where the level of dissociation is more severe. So the, yeah. so the person is more impacted by these reactions because the reactions come from a more unconscious place. Right. However, you know, from the discussion we had, you brought up a very important point. For someone who doesn't have moderate to severe trauma, who just has what we call small T traumas. So a capital T trauma will be something like being held up at gunpoint, a sexual okay. assault, you know, uh, surviving like a cyclone, small T. capital. But a small T trauma will be something like a teacher at school having said to you, what are you doing? And you interpreting that as this young child as I'm useless. Wow. Okay. And you remember that forever. Okay. Because the moment for you as that six year old is really frightening. That's a small T trauma that can affect your sense of self. Yeah. So unless you work through that with your parents or whoever raises you, that little, if you don't work through that, that little six-year-old doesn't know what to do with those emotions and so what can happen if they're not processed through properly is you can hold that information about yourself slightly dissociated mm. so what I'm saying in a nutshell mm. is all, all of us have parts of self slightly mm. dissociated right. but just not excessively dissociated yeah okay so we can notice 
we might behave in a certain way and go, why did I do that? I knew I shouldn't have done that, but it's like automatic. Every time I'm in that situation, I do that when I want to do something else. That is an indication of a part right. of self impacting you. So yes, I think if you want to do self-development and really enhance the person you are and be a conscious and aware of your responses, engage in ego state therapy. Yeah. Do it. Completely. Do it. Amazing. Absolutely. It's you know it can be used for wellness and not only taking people from a place of unwellness to health, but from health to flourishing. Right. Okay. I know for one, for me, I'm 100% working with you, but you also did just say, which is so fascinating, you also did say that you have quite a waiting list. And so that just proves the point that people are wanting to change, that people are knowing that they need to improve something within themselves yes. to become a better version. Yes. And, and that's what we want. Look, deep in our hearts, right, is sure. we just want to feel good yes. and feel love yeah. and feel worthy. Yes. So where can people find you to get more information about this on Facebook, on the website? Because I really want to send people to you and I know you've got some exciting things happening in the future, especially yeah. post this retreat. Yes. And I know you're going to be, this is going to blow up for you mm. and people are going to be wanting this. So where can people start following you now to get this information? So I've actually got a website. Cool. And my website is called Satori Place of Awakening. So wow. that's S-A-T-O-R-I, Place of Awakening. And my Facebook profile is the same, Satori Place of Awakening. Okay. Awesome. So I'm located in Cairns, yep. Australia. If someone wants treatment sooner and I'm not available to provide that, if they do make contact with me, I will be able to put them in contact with therapists within the area awesome. or with websites where they can go and find other practitioners trained in this who are registered on those websites. Amazing. Awesome. And I'll, yeah. I'll throw those links into the, the notes and everything. And Great. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, it's been an absolute honor to meet you. Thank you. Look absolute honor to share your story and, and, and your message you. to people watching this right now. Thank you. And I'm excited to until we meet again. Likewise. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you. Take care. That's it for today. I'm super excited to actually share this with you. It will be posted shortly. And if anyone does have any comments or this does resonate with you in particular, please reach out to me or reach out to Christina and don't be afraid to keep holding this in. Let it out. It's time to wake up. It's simple as that. It is time to wake up and start living a life of joy. So take care everyone and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the end. I'm incredibly grateful to share these magical lessons and experiences with you here. Please, if you can do anything right now, adopt the takeaways that our guests give you in each episode and use it in your life and share it with your loved ones because that's what matters. And remember this, Socrates once said, the secret to change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. It's time to wake up, my friends.